0: Hey church family, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'm so glad that you're with us. It's exciting to me to think about you scattered for mission this week, that we are all loving the Lord together and that we are part of this church family uh, even between Sundays. So thanks a ton for tuning in. Today I just want to talk about uh, children in the church and I want to acknowledge that at Carterville, like part of who we are is that we want to love our kids well. We want to disciple our kids well. Our vision is to see, you know, four generations of believers worshiping Christ together and discipling four generations at a time. We want to know that all ages in our congregation are uh, knowing God and growing in God and able to share the Lord with their friends. And to make that happen, you know, we have to be very, very intentional as a church family to take every opportunity to disciple the children of our church. And so as you think about that today, I just want to ask you, no matter what age you are, I want to ask you, would you help ensure that our church family can be a disciple-making place for children of all ages? And we have some children who listen to our podcast. So if you're a sixth grader, fourth grader, fifth grader, seventh grader, man, as you listen to this podcast, I hope you just soak it up with a smile on your face, knowing that you are part of a church family that loves you and values your voice. So I want to read 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 1, just the intro, just as Paul in verse 1 and 2 begins to address Timothy, his disciple. I want you to hear this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus, our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. It's interesting to me that Paul identifies himself as a spiritual father to Timothy and Timothy as a spiritual son to himself. And here's the the reality from what we think that we know about church history, from what we read in the Bible and what the fathers have passed down to us. Paul was never married. Paul never had any kids. So um, when Paul's writing this letter to Timothy, Uh, he identifies Timothy and probably a world of other believers as his true children in the faith. And so as I imagine what that means for us as a church, let me just sort of paint this picture. You are raising your children to the moms and dads in our church um, or to the singles or to the Individuals who you know are are listening to this podcast say, "You know, I I I didn't have any children. That was just not part of what God did in my life. I want you to hear me say this: This church is filled with spiritual sons and daughters that we're all accountable to, and I just I want us to do a great job uh, raising the next generation of believers. So we'll we'll pitch this a couple of ways. You know, the first thing I want to point out um, is that following God has always always uh, been a place um, where where kids were, were welcome. I mean, this has never been a place only for adults, and I, I'll make that clear. So in the Shema, in the daily Jewish prayer, you know, hero Israel, the Lord I got, the Lord is one. You know, that daily Jewish um, prayer that God gave the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 6 It is embedded in this context of teaching faith in a household. Like parents were supposed to be discipling their kids. And the core identity of Jewish people as believers in God um, included this mandate to pass that faith down in your house. So we have... Teachings from the Old Testament, things like this in Proverbs: raise up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. A, a powerful and true biblical principle. That is, um, it's one of those texts that is that is generally true. And I know we all know examples of somebody uh, who discipled their kids uh, when they were young, and and their children in their own will chose to rebel from that later. So it's not a guarantee, but it is it is generally very true. You move forward even into the New Testament, and here's Jesus, the Rabbi, who's changing the world, and he's got time for kids. Like when he's in the temple courts, and the children are coming to him, and all the adults were sort to of step in. You know, what does Jesus do? He says, "No, bring bring the little children to me." In fact, he encourages adults to learn from kids. I mean, we should have the faith of a child, uh, and and he warns adults to not steer kids astray you know he he tells us that it would be you know for someone to um for someone to lead one of these little ones astray it would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and be cast into the sea so jesus is protective of kids he's welcoming of kids and he even recognized the quality of faith in children that we should have so i just want to say that that the faith that we hold as believers we need to be a faith that welcomes the kids of our church we need to be a great church for kids. And and what, here's what I want to say, too, is not just for your own kids, but for all kids. So as we look at our congregation, a multi generational congregation, intentionally so, we're going to have plenty of people that have no kids on their pew, and that's great. But what can you do to help make Carterville a place where kids are growing in the faith? Well, the first thing is you can take the cue from Paul. Paul called Timothy my true son in the faith because Paul had discipled Timothy. Paul was biologically unrelated to Timothy. And so I just want to ask you right now, church family, who in our church can you be discipling that's younger than you? And for some of you, depending on where you're coming from, it it may be a a 30-year-old mother. It may be a 25-year-old father. But for an awful lot of us, it may be a college student or it may be a middle schooler or a high schooler that we can engage intentionally, what would that look like? Well, I think it could look as simple as you just beginning to pray and ask God to turn your heart towards theirs and turn their heart towards you, that you begin to carve out time you know, once a week or one every, once every two weeks to, to have lunch, to start text messages, to have intentional prayers for them, to keep up with their spiritual journey, with their growth, to share your stories of faith, to answer their questions. Maybe God's calling you to be a disciple maker in a formal way, to be a Sunday school teacher or a small group leader uh, in our children's ministry or youth ministry. You know, I know I'm just coming off a week as a pastor um, where we had family-led Bible school You know, for uh, the entire week last week, and I got to see moms and dads gather around their tables. I got to see a phenomenal team of Carterville volunteers do a great job carrying out Bible Bible school. I'm super proud of you guys. Well, y'all did a fabulous job. I can't say enough about how well you carried out that vision. It was a joy to me to watch children be led in church and know they're welcome and loved in church. I came right out of Bible school for youth camp, you know, Strode led uh, a group of volunteers and students to a, a fantastic weekend at camp. It was just awesome to be at camp with our kids, just to play together, to do challenge courses and play paintball and have Bible studies. And it was amazing just to be a, away with the youth group and look at all these teenagers and to realize the potential in their life and how much pressure is on them, what kind of decisions they're making, but even to watch the high schoolers and just be praying that they would be mentoring our middle schoolers. And then to wonder, well, who's mentoring our, our high schoolers, I just recognized, I recognized this past week again as a pastor, how important the children and youth of our church family are. And so I want to speak into our church and I want to ask you, would you make sure that every young person on our campus feels loved and welcome? And that may be as simple as you smiling when you see them. That may be as simple as you asking their, their name or how was their week. I know there are a couple of people in the congregation that may have a pocket full of peppermints, or I remember Chandra Sullivan used to have Smarties or candies in her purse. I don't know how big Chandra's purse was, but I know that when my kids were very little, it seemed like they could always find candy from Chandra, so thanks a lot, Chandra, for that, but one of the things that that did is it let our kids know they were loved here and that somebody somebody cared about them. I think about Gwen Perkins, how she she writes cards and letters sometimes to the kids of the church when they make spiritual decisions or just to encourage them. I think about so many of you in our church family who are excellent encouragers and disciple makers for our kids i hear paul's words timothy my true son and i just wonder how many true sons and true daughters in the faith are being made at carterville this year and in the decades to come and i'm asking you carterville will you do whatever it takes to make sure that our children at carterville are loved and discipled that the next generation grows to see jesus for who He is, coming out of bible school walking away from that youth camp, and knowing that all our kids are about to go back to school for another year in their mission field, it just emphasizes for me fresh how important it is to make disciples of the next generation. And I truly believe that in a multi-generational church like ours, we all have a role to play. So even for some of you who are looking at retirement and you might say, I have raised my kids, I'm done with that. Yes, you have but I think you could still pray for the kids of our church or find ways to encourage them or at least smile at them. I know it's easy if you don't maintain this, for church to be a place where kids feel unwanted or unwelcome or like they're always being told to slow down or sit down or quiet down or you know move down out of the way. And I, just, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see us lift them up, that we'd build them up, that we'd raise them up. So I want to encourage you, Carterville Baptist Church, let's love the kids that gave us, that God gave us, And before we go to meet King Jesus in the age to come, let's make true sons and true daughters out of the next generation of Carterville. So this Sunday, will you start looking around for the youth and children that God would put on your heart so that you could pray for those kids, pray for those parents, and start discipling the next generation. Carterville, thanks for being a great congregation to raise kids in.